This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You're listening to Adam Carricker on The Ticket on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back, everybody, to Adam Carricker on The Ticket. We're once again have a case of the Fridays. All right, my kids are home from school. My wife's taking care of that, so I get to do my job, which I guess is work. I get to talk Husker football. So <laughs> if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. We got Purdue coming into town tomorrow. All right, and I got another great guest. But before I bring on one of the best running backs ever at Nebraska, just remember GELandscapesupply.com is where you can check them out. All right, also CharacterChronicles.com. And it is time for my second guest of the day. Now, this man is a former lifter of the year in 1997, a two-time All-Big 12 performer, a first-team All-Big 12 performer as a senior, a co-captain, Alamo Bowl MVP in 2000 when the Huskers spanked Northwestern 66-17. to And he set a record for rushing yards in a game in the Alamo Bowl with 240 rushing yards. Mr. Dan Alexander, how you doing, my friend? Doing great. Doing great. I appreciate you joining me. I'm joined on the Aloe VIP, Aloe Fiber VIP line by Dan Alexander. Now, you're a former running back, so I have a feeling which way your answer might go. But you also played in an option scheme. Your former teammate of Heisman Trophy winning quarterback Eric Crouch. But here's my question. Adrian Martinez mentioned earlier this week that he believes that the leading rusher on a team should be a run- the running back. Okay, so my question for you is this. Does it, how big of a deal is it if the running back's a leading rusher on a team, the quarterback's a leading rusher on a team, if you're a team that runs the ball and runs the option a decent amount? Um, well, I, I think from a team standpoint, it doesn't matter. I mean, as a running back, obviously, I'm a little biased. I want the, I want, I want, I want the ball or I want the yards, um, you know. Um, but, you know, playing, playing an option offense, um, you understand, you know, that, that, that that's not always going to happen. So, obviously, you know, Eric Crouch outran, you know, Carell and I multiple times, um, you know, multiple games, depending on just who they who they keyed on. Did they go after the running back or go after the quarterback? Um, and a lot of times he starts with the ball. So, your quarterback, if they're any good, like Eric was, and other, any option quarterback, you know, they can fake out the defense a lot easier with the ball in their hand doing a fake pitch is uh, maybe just as effective as, as the most effective thing they can do. So, as a running back, obviously, I want the running backs to get the most yards, but, you know, an offense, an offense um, like we had before, um, I think, you know, I think it can go either way. Now, the old school type option offenses, and I don't mean old school as an out of date, out of date or anything like that. I have always thought that it's still an effective offense. It can still be a nightmare for the defense, and so few teams run an offense like that anymore. I think it would be easy to build an identity, especially for a school like Nebraska that ran it for decades at high level of success. And you'd have an advantage in recruiting because there aren't that many people out there recruiting those types of players anymore. 
And then I watched Coach Osborne talk about earlier this week how he thinks a unique offense in today's day and age of college football, like the option if somebody were to truly dedicate themselves to running that offense, he thinks it could be successful in today's college football. And I was curious, knowing that you were coming on today, knowing you were part of those offenses, knowing that you watch uh, football today, do you think the old school or the typical triple option, the Nebraska-type option football that I grew up watching that you played in could still be successful in today's day and age in college football? Yeah, that definitely think so. Um, you know, I, I see it a little bit. My um, my son, I'm a 16-year-old son, he's a sophomore, and um, is playing in our local high school. They run the option quite often. Um, but what, what kills me when I watch it is it's just not done well. Um, and it's not to say anything against those coaches or those kids. Like, it takes a level, level of sophistication uh, as coaches that, to teach it. Um, and I think it just comes down to teaching it, and, and you have to put the reps in. You know, um, at Nebraska, when we were running it, you know, we had an option drill. We had at least, you know, 15 minutes of every, pra- of every practice that was dedicated to nothing but option. Um, you know, and obviously we got option in and all, multiple team drills and everything else. So we had option all day long, but specifically focused on it, you know, at least 15, 20 minutes a day. So it, you have to practice it. You got to live it. You got to push it. And you, you can't dabble in the option. And I think that's why where most teams get soured on it is you may start to try it. Um, and then um, it becomes inconsistent. And then, of course, at that point, you, you want to drop it or move to something else. But, um, yeah, you got to do if you I think it could be effective, but you have to dedicate yourself to it. You got to you got to do it. Rep it constantly. Like you've got to make that who you are on offense. You've got to make it your identity. Mm-hmm. You can't be half in, half out, one foot in, one foot out. It's funny because I help coach in, in the area where I live as well. And there was a time when I wanted to run the option. And I was like, and I was talking with the other coaches. I'm like, because they, they didn't, they were kind of half-hearted about it. And I'm like, well, if you guys aren't all in, I'm not going to ask some kid to make the proper read on the on the guy we don't block. And then he's either going to keep it. Then we got to work on the pitch because the pitch can become a nightmare, especially if you're putting the ball on the turf. So we got to rely on good blocking. We got to rely on the proper read consistently, 100%, you know, with 100% speed. Then you got to execute the pitch. And when do you pitch? And when do you not? And when do you give? And when do you. So, you know what I did? I said, forget all that. Uh, the running back, you're going to become a blocker. I'm going to send a receiver in motion as another blocker, and the quarterback's just going to run. And that's a thousand times easier. Yeah. Of course, you can get away with that with younger kids. But I digress. So you and Corral, yeah. Corral Buckhalter are kind of similar to Emmett Johnson, Anthony Grant right now because they're kind of rotating. Emmett's become the starter the past couple of games due to Anthony's fumbling issues. Okay. But they're rotating at the running back spot, kind of like you and Corral used to. So I'm always curious. You know, as a running back, do you prefer – being able to rotate and so you're fresh you never have to worry about being tired you guys were obviously in shape but you can just go balls to the wall every single time knowing that you're going to be kept fresh or would you rather be the main guy the bell cow getting most of the carries and i know that sounds stupid but i i could see an argument either way because i've known guys who preferred it both ways what were, what were your personal feelings um i think if you're gonna have that i mean my feeling is that yeah you want the ball all the time i mean of course Carell and I both wanted to start, you know, and play more. Um, and I think you got to have guys, um, you know, for us, we made it work because we both wanted to be top dog. We both wanted to, you know, do it. So we created an internal rivalry that helped us both succeed, you know, and ultimately helped us 
you know, better the team. And so I just think if you have a healthy rivalry, you know, like we were definitely rivals, but we still loved each other. We still pulled for each other, uh, still rooted for each other. Um, but, you know, I obviously did also benefit from, you know, um, his, uh, you know, one thing that, um, you know, Coach Osborne, and Coach Osborne did a good job um, in Solich. Um, apologize, actually both of them were still around at kind of that point, but obviously Solich is running the show. But they let us know almost from the very beginning that, like, hey, listen, like, this is how we're going to run it. And and the way they described it, it's like, hey, listen, you guys are the one-two punch. It's like, you know, we're going to start Dan because Dan, like, I don't even want you to avoid people. Just run people over. Like, we have to, if, first of all, put the defense on their back, on, you know, on the back foot. And so I, I knew, like, I wasn't, I wasn't the starter because I was the better running back. I was the, I was actually, um, I'm less versatile than a Corel Bellcalter. And I, understood that but my role on the team was to soften up the defense and so I'd go out there and you know I'd get all kinds of flack for hey did you not see that hole or hey why is he hitting that guy and not you know making a move and that was my role I was the bowling the bowling ball I was the that was the tenderizer and I'd go in there and soften them up uh, and then Carell was the other was the, the, the second punch on that one-two punch and he would go in there and run around him um, and also hit them, but we just played really physical football, and I think we like to like to set the tone. And so I typically did uh, play more first and third quarter, uh, whereas Corral played more second and fourth quarter, um, because once we beat him down, you know he'd run around him, and it just it, it just worked. The future is a hefty responsibility, and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Dan Alexander, the tenderizer. I like that. All right. <laughs> the 99 Huskers. I mean, you played on a lot of great teams. But here's my question for you. The 99 Huskers. All right. Had you guys played undefeated Vatek? And if you guys, fans out there, remember that was Michael Vick. That was the year Vatek played Florida State for the national championship. Had you had the opportunity to play Vatek or Florida State, who ended up winning the national title that year, do you think you guys would have come out on top in those contests? Yeah, yeah, I have to believe that. Um, you know, um, yeah, I have to believe that. Yeah, I think we would have. Um, you know, we had, you know, we did have some games where we struggled, um, obviously, um, and that's what hurt us. But, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, you probably some same philosophy is we're like, you know, we're going to win, we're going to beat anybody we play against, and you have to come up every game as if you're going to do that. So I think we would have welcomed the challenge. Um, would we have actually won? <laughs> I guess it was a real question. I don't know. Uh, but any given day, any team can beat any team, I believe. Especially when you're when you have an advantage. Like I said, when you're in Nebraska, and you know, at that time, you know, we were just 
we were we were doing things the right way. The way you guys trounced Tennessee in the Fiesta Bowl that year. So I played with some some guys that played on that Tennessee in the league. And uh, they didn't have fond feelings or memories of that game. You guys trounced what was a top five Tennessee team at the time. So I think you guys would have had more than a good shot. All right, so you were there during a bit of the transition from Coach Osborne to Coach Solich. And so I'm just curious, you know, after Osborne had been there for 25 years, it couldn't have been easy for Coach Solich to come in and try to step in and take over for a legend, although obviously Solich was well-known within the program. But my question for you is, what was it like playing for Frank Solich right after the Tom Osborne era had ended? Um, you know, it was great for us. I mean, I was a running back. So, you know, I went from him being my, my position coach um, to – you know, having to share him with the rest of the team. But, you know, I, I came into that program respecting him, you know, and I didn't have anything but my respect for him didn't do anything but grow um, as he was a running back coach. Uh, you know, the first my first two seasons I was at Nebraska. Um, and, you know, like I, I kind of mentioned earlier, like Osborne didn't just disappear. I think a lot of people thought he just, you know, I'm sure he wasn't involved as much on the coaching staff. But the first year he retired, you know, I still felt like I saw him every week. You know, I saw him consistently, um, you know, and then the year after that, I might have saw him, you know, once every other week, you know, like he, he faced himself out. But I think, you know, he was respectful of uh, Solich to let him run the show. Um, but I also think, you know, since a lot of us were his recruiting classes, he didn't want to have us as a player. So I just, you know, Osborne was always cared about the players and Osborne, and, you know, and Solich. And, um, and so, yeah, I, I loved having him as a head coach. Um, Solich after Osborne um, had retired and thought he did an excellent job. Um, and truthfully, I mean, I was so upset when they did, re- you know, f- when they fired him that, man, I kind of boycotted going to Nebraska games for years um, after that. Because I was just like, man, like, that's the kind of guy, after all the years of dedication that he had put into that program, like, that's the guy you give a chance that you, you sit on for a while. Um you know, so I just didn't like the way that went down at first. So you and I actually met the weekend for the first time, the weekend of the Michigan game earlier this year is at the, uh, the celebration of the 1983 Husker team. Also the celebration uh, of coach Osborne. I think it was like his 50th, 50 years since he had started coaching in the early seventies. Mm-hmm. And so my question for you is how often, because obviously you've come back now, how often do you make it back? And what's it like when you come back to see some of your former teammates, whether it be a guy like, you know, Willie Miller, I, I think you told me you stayed at his house and he's got a heck of a story about how he's been able to get going uh, things positively with his life. Like, what's it like for you? How often do you make it back? And what's it like to see some of your former teammates like that? Um, I don't make it back as often as I would like, just to be honest. Um, um, I come back about, I came back, I came back last time about two years ago. So right now it's only averaging maybe one game every two years. Um, but I was, even while I was there, I was networking saying, Hey, listen, is, <laughs> if there's any companies based out of Nebraska, <laughs> they're looking yep. for a sales guy that, that wants to work in Tennessee. I don't want to move to Nebraska. Not yet. Um, but man, I'd love the excuse <laughs> to go back to some meetings in Nebraska. So I was like, any excuse I can get to come up here more often would be great. Cause I do love to visit. Um, it's just, you know, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a working family, man. I got, uh, three kids. My wife is super busy, runs her, runs her, uh, runs a nonprofit that we started back in 2005. Um, 
you know, and I work for a pretty big company, but they also have a, you know, the PTO policy doesn't always allow me to make as many trips as I would like, but I'd say every other, every other year right now, I'm trying to get up there every year, especially as my boys right now. Uh, like I said, I just have my, my son is a sophomore now. Um, and I have another kid in middle school. They're both playing tackle football now. I'd love to get them up to more games. Well, I'd love to see you more often. It was good to meet you. I want to uh, appreciate you joining me today. Last question real quick, and then I'll let you get out of here, Dan. What's your score prediction? Nebraska, Purdue, they play tomorrow. Who you got? Oh, I got Nebraska. <laughs> okay, what's the score? Is it close? <laughs> High scoring? Probably not. Low scoring, maybe? Uh, you know, I, I – you know, I, I don't have a score prediction. I, I think we win, but, you know, it might, I think it'll be close. I think, you know, from what I saw before, I was like, I think the team is really good. I think right now it's just you got to get keep a momentum. And so sometimes you got to – the momentum gets lost a little bit. But um, but I wish them the best. I hope they blow them out. Well, it's like my dad always told me growing up, all you got to do is score one more point to your opponent. That's really it. Yeah, yeah, but say, hey, that's all it really takes. I mean, we'd love to see blowouts every every time, but truthfully, the most fun games to watch are the close ones uh, that keep you engaged the whole time. The crowd will definitely enjoy it. It'll be louder uh, the more that we uh, the more we make that game, uh, the more it's a game, the more that we see it's competition. I think as a as a football fan myself, as a football fan, that's, that's what they want to see. Uh, I remember even when I was with Nebraska, I remember one game, I can't remember, we won, I can't remember who it was, one of our pre-season you know, early season games where we played a, a team that wasn't necessarily known for being that good, and we struggled, and I remember we got booed by the fans, um, and part of what we realized is that we were playing terrible, you know, and they didn't like to see us, you know, like we won, but it was kind of like, man, like cheer on this other team, they put their heart, they put their all into this game, they went out and showed us a great game, uh, and we felt like, you know, that the, the, the fans appreciated the effort and the execution of the other team more than us. But that kicked us in the butt a little bit and reminded us that, man, like, you know, these are true football fans. And we got to come out here and, and entertain and do our best um, to, 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 to make them proud. No doubt about it. And I appreciate you taking the time to join me, my friend. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the P- people segment when we come back, call or text your questions, 402 464 Five six eight five. We'll be right back. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $129 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $249 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.